welcome to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm so pumped because I'm sitting here with Sierra Dominguez. We're so excited to share this time with y'all and just talk. We had a great day, a girls day together, and now it's just time for some sweet conversations. I got to tell you, the first time that I sat down with Sierra was at the Buttered Biscuit and we had pancakes Love. and we couldn't decide what to get. So we got everything, <laughs> everything that we wanted. And I was like, we can do that. Oh, it was just so sweet. And so she just spoke so much truth over my life and met me in a season that I was kind of a hot mess out of after a semester of college. And she spoke so much truth into this little redheaded girl that I just started just crying at the table. And I was like, mm-hmm. she probably thinks I'm crazy. She never met me before. And she's just such a truth speaking, life breathing woman of the Lord that y'all I have to share our friendship with you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We and we've known each other by association for so long, for so many years. I knew yeah. of you. But mm-hmm. I, did, I ha- we had never connected and got to just hang out. Right. So that those that pancake moment <laughs> was precious for me, and it was I just loved um, your willingness to open your heart and pour it all out on that table, and I did the same. And yeah. I feel like God is so faithful to just meet you right where you're at, even if it's eating pancakes at the butter mm-hmm. biscuit together. Oh, it was such a special day. And that's something I just want to talk about is you were just so open and did put it all on the table. It was just so sweet that we could experience that together, all the hurts and, you know, the sweet bites of pancake in between the tears and the, the laughs that, you know, one of the things that you share with me that I've kept with me all these months is talking about your marriage and your heart and mm-hmm. just your love for the Lord. And um, so could you just like share a little bit of your love story? story of Christ and um, your sweet husband. Yes. So, so I've been married for 11 years. We (gasps) celebrated our 11th anniversary two days ago, and we actually have seven children under the age of nine in those 11 years. We have packed so much life into those 11 years. Mm -hmm. And I would love to tell you that every single one of those years were perfect moments, but they truly were not. We Mm -hmm. came from the lowest of lows, brokenness, me personally, to where we're at today, where I feel like our marriage is standing on a rock-solid foundation. We have these seven beautiful children. We have experienced high highs, low lows, and we are loving Jesus every minute of it. So a little bit about our story is we have kind of a unique situation because I was a hot mess express fresh out of my freshman year of college actually when I met Mark and Mm. he had lived life a little bit he was um, several years older than I was and um, we met at a video store oddly enough that I worked at and I um, really got to know him and got to know him as a friend and honestly didn't even think it was possible to be in a relationship with him because of the brokenness that I had come from. Mm. And that brokenness included anything from going out and partying with friends, um, coming from a really hard childhood where I had to grow way too fast, honestly. Um, The first four years of school for me, first through fifth grade, I don't even really remember because I was actually walking through a season um, where I was being sexually abused by a relative and Mm. my parents didn't know about it. And in order for me to, when I would go home, you know, I would just get sick and my mom couldn't figure out what was wrong. And finally, you know, the truth came to light. It always does. God is always so faithful in that. Mm -hmm. And my parents went into 
I mean, soldier mode. They protected me and um, they loved me through that. They walked me through that. And it was just one of those situations that I had a lot of bitterness from that and didn't even realize, um, you know, how much bitterness I was carrying until God made me face it as soon as Mark and I got married. Yeah. And our, our relationship um, was pretty short as far as um, how long we dated and how long we were engaged. We dated for six months. We were engaged for three, and then we got married. And, uh, yeah, we had a little winter wedding, December 20th. It was so sweet. But in that first year of marriage, I really, truly learned the toll that abuse had taken on me. Mm. And I didn't ever realize that because I was in such a defense mode that I didn't want to address it. I just survived and moved forward. Mm -hmm. And in marriage, in order to be one, you have to break down those concrete walls that you've built up. Yeah. Um, And you have to let the demons out Mm -hmm. so that God can get in there and truly restore your heart and make more real estate for this new person that you're going to share your entire life with. Mm. And I didn't even realize that I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't ready for that. And so when it kind of came full force to me, you know, up in my face of like, you have to deal with this darkness. Um, I wouldn't say that I didn't want to, I just didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And so I went through, um, a season of very intense counseling, where we walked through every dark moment that I had to endure as a child and on into my teenage years and me as a girl, a young girl, feeling like I would never be worth more than what I looked like. Mm. Like if I, I looked the part, I looked, you know, like a cute teeny bopper girl and I'd never be more than that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand the reality of there's so much more than our, you know, what we look like, what people think of us, what, what people, you know, look at when they're looking at us, you know, because as girls, we focus so much on our bodies Mm -hmm. and what our body looks like and what's perfect and what's not. And so, you know, just going through all of that to where I'm at now, where it's like, I've had seven babies. And so Mm -hmm. my, my body is less than perfect, but my body is was made perfectly by a God who loves me. Mm -hmm. And I love who I am now more than ever. And that's a really nice spot to be in. It sure is. And counseling, like that you touched on that, like, are you an advocate for Jesus and counseling as a pair? Like, talk to me a little bit about that because I know. Absolutely. I had to walk through every painful memory I had in this Mm -hmm. counseling moment. And Mark was there with me. Mm -hmm. um, And he, um, the counselor literally instructed him, Mark, I just want you to pray over your wife while Mm. we walk through this. And so I had to walk through that painful memory of what it felt like when I would get sick, when I would go home Yeah, and I had to walk through and ask, Lord, were you even there? Because I think the biggest stamp that I can stamp on that season of life was loneliness Mm. and feeling like I'm all alone. Mm-hmm. just trying to survive in this world. Yeah. And I think that that is so crucial for women, for young girls, for college age girls, for single girls to know you are never alone. Always, always, always being watched out for, mm-hmm. you know, there is a God who loves you and is, who is near to you and won't leave you alone to make yeah. you feel like, I don't know. It's just so easy as women to assume I've got to handle this. I've got to take care of it because it's just me. And Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not our job. 
And so that healing process after counseling, what did that look like in your marriage? Was it like, oh, okay, we're done with counseling. Everything's fine now. I would love to say that it was, right. but it really wasn't. Yeah. It was, it took a couple years. Mm. The first couple of years wow. of our marriage were really hard mm-hmm. and connecting on a marriage level. Um, when you've walked through abuse, the biggest thing for me was trusting that Mark wouldn't leave right? and trusting wow. that Mark wouldn't hurt me. Yeah. And it took a lot of me relinquishing all that I had carried. Like I said, letting the demons out, you mm-hmm. know, it truly is like a, like a concrete wall. Mm-hmm. And every single time you remove a brick, your demons go out. But if you'll allow that, if you'll allow that openness mm-hmm. and that this is what I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. God is so faithful and Mark has been so faithful for all 11 years to go. Thank you so much for sharing that mm. so that I can be here for you. Yeah. And the, the other crucial thing for me was Mark never tried to fix me. Mm. Mark fell in That's love good. with me. Yeah. He fell in love with all my hot mess. Mm-hmm. He fell in love with, um, you know, when, when we met, I was very, I was not poised. I was not, I was saying things I wouldn't say now, you know, I was very young, just Mm -hmm. learning a lot. I had a brand new tattoo to prove how cool I was as an 18 year old girl. And really, really it was just brokenness. It was me filling in the void somewhere, trying to feel fulfilled. And I just couldn't. Mm -hmm. And so he showed an extensive amount of grace in that time. And equally, You know, him as an independent male who had Mm -hmm. lived life on his own for so many years, I showed him a lot of grace, too, when he'd get frustrated if, you know, I wasn't doing the things the way he did them. You know, Mm -hmm. he he would be like, well, you load the dishwasher this way. And I'd be like, well, it still gets washed no matter (laughs) how you load it. Right. And so finding that, you know, that we we call it survival mode, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and it's where you're literally just doing what you can to survive together. Until you get into that groove where you're step for step with each other. Right. What was it like? Because you said, you know, I didn't feel like he would love me. And how could he love someone like me after all this brokenness? When did you finally accept your past, accept who you are in the Lord through all this and say, you know, God was here for me and he just brought this man into my life now to love me and protect me. When did this all come together where it's like a breath of fresh air? Well, honestly, I didn't even think that a relationship with him would be possible. I assumed I knew what God had for him because here's this amazing guy who had saved himself for marriage, Mm -hmm. um, who never really dated around. He knew when he dated, it was going to be serious. Yeah. And here's this girl who made tons of mistakes along the way. I would date men and then quickly break up with them because they were interested in something I wasn't willing to give up. Right. And, um, for me, honestly, like believing truly that I didn't even know he liked me. I just, we just lived life together. We would, right. I mean, we would pick up my little sister and we would go, you know, skip rocks in a creek bed. And as silly and hallmarky as that sounds, it's really true. Yeah. I mean, we had the, it was just the purest time together. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't even know he liked me until he came to my parents' house one time and Mark is a very mellow person. You're around him and you instantly relax. (laughs) (laughs) And you're around me and you instantly feel like you drank five shots of espresso. I don't know. I don't know how that works. So true. We love (laughs) you. Energize me, girl. (laughs) And so um, he showed up to my parents' house and he goes, I really need to talk to you. And he 
I could tell he was stressed. <laughs> and we weren't dating. We never were boyfriend and girlfriend. We yeah. just were hanging out together, I guess you could call it. Right. And so in my head, I'm thinking, is he about to break up with me? He can't even do that. We're not even dating. What's going on? <laughs> and it was stressing me out. Oh, gosh. And so he, like, was trying to come up with the words. And we had only been hanging out for, like, six weeks. So okay. This is, this all is very new. new. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And, um... Finally, I'm I'm a very black and white person. So finally, I said, you're freaking me out. What's going on? <laughs> hey, girl. And, that's and, good. We right, have clarity. Right. And he goes, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to freak you out. Here, sit down, sit down, sit down. And so he sat down, and he held my hands, and he goes, I think I know that I am in L-O-V-E with you. And any girl, yeah, makes that little noise that oh Georgia gosh. just made. Oh, wow. um, any normal girl. I am not a normal girl. I literally okay. looked at him and go, did you just spell the word love? Is that what you said? <laughs> girl, okay. Okay. And he goes, yeah, that's a big word. Can we not focus on the fact that I spelled it and just focus on the fact that it's out there? Oh. And I was like... All right. I think I'm in L-O-V-E with you, too. And that's how we began. That blind trust of getting sideswiped mm. was crucial in our relationship. Me just trusting that this is safe. And I think that's what I would mark our entire relationship on is this is safe. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would encourage any girl to look for is safety. Not mm -hmm. attractiveness. Not, I mean, trust me, Mark Dominguez is one hunk. And that is strictly bonus because we have very... Very adorable children. But seven of them. Seven Woo! of them. Great recipe. But ultimately, mm -hmm. that safety yeah. and trusting yeah. he's got my best interest, not he's trying to fulfill his own interests. Right. That was so different, so foreign for me. I had never experienced that with somebody before. Mm. I'd never even known that that was on this planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was home. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of your home, it's filled with lots of joy, lots, lots of, joy. of little ones running around, and you just have such beautiful things around your home, like your family verse, and lots of different things that make it, the house really feel like a home, and it's so warm in there with the puppies and everything. What are some things in your day-to-day -day routine that, you know, make you keep going? Because, Because it's hard. Whew, it is hard. Because it's hard. And honestly, it was hard when I was 18 and by myself, and it's hard now. It's yeah. always hard. Yeah. But I think for me, some things, um, some key words that I've really tried to stick to um, is, first of all, I had to learn how to pray. Mm. I had to learn what it meant to talk to God. And I didn't learn this until after Mark and I were married. I didn't mm. really feel um, like I knew how to pray, which yeah. sounds crazy. It seems so simple. But it can be intimidating. It is. And honestly, um, it's really easy to play a Christian um, but it's not so easy to pray like one. Mm. And I think that something we really need to focus on is prayer yeah. and recognizing, especially in this season of social media and how important what your snapshots look like. Yeah. I think equally it is more important to recognize the fact that what happens in your heart mm -hmm. and in your mind and what takes over the thoughts and the real estate in your heart 
that's more important than social media. Yeah. It's more important than following. That's mm-hmm. more important than friendships, you know, exterior friendships, what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes is something we don't really address. No. So for me, I developed kind of this acronym. It's not anything special. It's just the word pray, P-R-A-Y. And what I did for it, um, for the P, it I wrote this all down so that I could remember just a good way to focus mm-hmm. when I'm trying to pray to the creator of the entire universe. Mm-hmm. So P stands for praise, which means just giving God the glory um, for all that he's done in your life. R stands for repent, asking God for any forgiveness that you might need. If you've had jealousy towards a friend, if you have had um, a word that you spoke out against someone that wasn't uplifting, mm-hmm. if you've had, uh, you know, maybe something that you've participated in that isn't really giving you the best character. Yeah. Asking forgiveness for that and trusting that God will meet you right there Mm -hmm. and has been waiting for that and will forgive you. Yeah. And then the A stands for ask, which means, um, talking to God about your needs, you know, and I truly, my needs used to be very simple, very, you know, Oh Lord, you know, it would be so cool if I could get a car when I was 16. You know, <laughs> oh, Lord, it would be so cool, you know. And now my needs are big. My faith is bigger, and so my yeah. needs are bigger, you know. Lord, mm-hmm. watch over my children. Yeah. Watch over, pr- protect my husband's heart. Um, Lord, if I'm struggling with my own anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, let my requests be made known to you. Let the peace that surpasses all understanding guard my heart and mm-hmm. mind through Christ Jesus asking for that and boldly proclaiming that. Yeah. Um, and then the Y stands for yield. And just like you do at a yield sign when you're driving, you have to stop. Mm-hmm. You have to wait for the other car to go first. And then it's your turn. And acknowledging that that's our relationship with God. We have got to pump the brakes. Mm, we have good. got to stop and yeah. let God go in front of us. Because as soon as we hit that gas pedal and we are going 90 to nothing, thinking we're doing everything to advance God's kingdom, if our heart's not right mm-hmm. and God isn't in front of us, he will pull us off onto the side of the road with a flat tire. Period. He will. Yeah. He's faithful in that. Yeah. Trust me. I can attest to many spiritual flat tires mm. where it's been like, ooh, yep, okay. That Let's was my that. will, not yours, Lord. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, you know? And so I just kind of followed followed that acronym. And um, where do you put it? Is it like in your room? So my, oddly enough, so we have a double vanity sink in mm-hmm. our bathroom. And my side is on the left because I'm left-handed and everything I do is left-handed. And Cute. Mark's is on the right and it's right, you know, because he's right-handed. And it just happened that way. It just always does. And so if you divide, if you draw a line down the center of our mirror, now our mirror is literally like five feet by five feet. If you draw a line down the center of the mirror, the entire left side <laughs> is filled with my acronym for pray. Cute quotes about motherhood, you know, the quote that says, uh, it takes something about, you don't have to be a perfect mama. You just got to be a good one and serve a perfect God. Mm, And, um, you know, like all those little nuggets where it's just like, yes, this is a hard moment, but read that quote. It's going to be okay. And so my entire side of my bathroom mirror is full to the point that when I brush my teeth, I got to bump over to Mark Dominguez's side because I can't see my face when I'm brushing my teeth. <laughs> and when I need to put my makeup on, I got to bump over to his side. And I hate when said, truth gets in the way. <laughs> I know. I know. And finally he said, you know, you could take those down, you know? And I'm like, no, why 
would I do that? (laughs) And so up there, I've got my little acronym to pray. It seems like, you know, in the hardest moments, whenever anxiety takes over, whenever brokenness is just all around you, whenever it feels like your world is crumbling, Mm -hmm. you don't know what to pray. Just take the time to get started simply. Yeah. You know, that will lead us into a conversation that we need to have with the creator of the universe who loves Mm. us deeply. Girl, that sounds like my kind of mirror. (laughs) So I will be putting the acronym pray on my mirror now. And so y'all should too, because that's such an incredible reminder. And I'm so thankful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Speaking of like your kids and and they are your ministry. Let me just tell you, that is a beautiful ministry you got there. But Tell me about social media and y'all may have seen Sweet Sierra on um, the Duggars show and just talk a little bit about, you know, how did you get kind of where you are right now at 30? My life plan looked different than most. I tried college. Um, I really didn't like it. Oddly enough, wanted to go to school to be a motivational speaker. A queen. And <laughs> and then they said, okay, first take 37 classes, including biology and geometry. And, and I'm like, okay, whoa. And <laughs> Can talk about atoms. Uh, right. Right. So, um, my life plan just didn't look right. It didn't fit the mold. And I'm so grateful for that because I love that people are in college. You're going to college and I, I spur people to go to college. I'm like, if you've got a vision, if you know what you're doing, go. Yeah. If you don't have a vision, you don't know what you're doing. Pray. Ask God, is this right for me? Is this the right fit for me? Right. If you've got parents that are encouraging you and saying, you know, pursue this, you know, and this is where your heart's leading to do it. For me, it wasn't. Yeah. And And that's okay. Like people need to know that that's okay. I think we need to talk about how okay that is because Mm -hmm. my daddy is fine and he didn't go. Yes. Yes. And so, um, you know, we, I went to college for a year and then I actually, Right after that, I started working full-time, and that's when I met Mark. It's crazy. Then, very shortly after that, we got married. Wow. And, um, you know, our first uh, year of marriage, we didn't get pregnant, and Mm -hmm. I actually was told I wouldn't be able to get pregnant. Wow. And um, proved them wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Seven times! (laughs) And so... um, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the question was. Well, oh, ministry. How did the Duggars, yeah, yeah, your yeah, Instagrams, yeah. all yeah. the stuff. So we we met that sweet family and got to know them and um, have enjoyed doing life with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny when you're when you're on national television, people recognize you in Hobby Lobby, but they don't know why. You know, <laughs> like like it's not my television show. I'm right. just a very teeny, minuscule, tiny part of it. Mm-hmm. But the, the opportunity that came from that was... Um, an incredible group of women, young ladies, um, who are watching snapshots of my daily life Mm -hmm. and somehow being encouraged by it. And, uh, I always tag the end of my Instagrams with choose joy, speak life and keep marching because that is my own anthem. Yeah. And that is on my bathroom mirror. Mm -hmm. And it is, you know, in my head constantly. If Mm -hmm. one of my kiddos have, has a hard moment, I've got to choose joy through that. I've got yeah. to, I've got to walk them through that lovingly. 
mm-hmm. you know, and not react quickly. I've got to speak life into them. Mm-hmm. I've got to keep marching through the tough years that are a mama with a lot of young littles because it's a t- it's tough years. Mm-hmm. They are tough years. And for me, I've got to choose joy in my own heart mm-hmm. when I'm struggling through things. Yeah. I've got to speak life into myself. Yeah. And recognize that God didn't create a beautiful sunset and then screw up on me. Mm. That's not how he operates. No, man. He doesn't paint beautiful images. He doesn't create other people who are stunning, but forget about me. Yeah, you know? that's right. And I, I love the quote. It's something to the effect of, child, you are never big enough to screw up God's plans. Mm. You know? Right. Because it's so easy to assume, oh, I messed up in this area. God mm-hmm. can't use me. Oh, I did this wrong. God's going to walk away from me, you know? And in all actuality, if we really think about the root of it, we, he never walks away from us. We walk away from him. Mm, we assume good. there is no safety. Yeah. We assume there is no protection. There's no forgiveness. There's no love. And we walk away. But if we're quick to turn around, seek that forgiveness, yield to what he has for us. Right. He's so faithful in that. Yeah. And he proved that in my life. Mm-hmm. He was time so and time faithful. again. Yes. Mm. And so now here we are with seven beautiful children. Mm-hmm. I have this amazing um, opportunity to speak into people just with the ordinary day to day. My life is not extraordinary. That's where it happens in the day. It does. Mm-hmm. And I think that at, on social media, It's so easy to swipe past the girl who's at the beach in the perfect bikini. It's so easy to swipe past the picture-perfect family standing by the Christmas tree. It's so easy to swipe past the girl who has 50,000 followers and everybody's liking her picture. But my question to those girls are, do you like yourself? Are you doing what you can to honor and glorify the God that you're proclaiming you follow? Yeah. You know, because that picture may be perfect, that picture may garnish a bunch of likes, but do you like yourself mm-hmm. when you boil it down, when you're in your messy bun and your, you know, sweatpants, you know, is your character revealed then? Mm. And I think, I think that's my, what I would speak on most to young women, to young moms, to moms in my phase of life is yeah. like, don't underestimate the ordinary that's because good. nothing is ordinary if God is in it. Yeah. Nothing. He makes you extraordinary. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. You know? And I think that we need to remember that. We need to remember that there is so much more than a teeny tiny snapshot posted on Instagram. Mm -hmm. We are more than that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What we do as soon as we close that phone and lock it and then are face to face with reality. That's that's truly life. Mm -hmm. And are we, you know, choosing joy? Are we speaking life into that situation? Are we marching through the trials, the trenches, the battles that we will inevitably have to face? Because here's the thing. You can choose happiness. Mm. You can choose to always be bubbly and happy and uplifting, but you can't choose joy unless you experience pain. The flip side of pain is always a break in the clouds. That Mm -hmm. rainbow shining through, that sunshine moment where you go... I made it. Mm -hmm. I really like to compare it to uh, valleys and mountains. Yeah. Because when do you post the picture? Do you post the picture when you're in the valley and go, hey, I'm about to go hiking? No. Do you post the picture when you're on the mountain, sweating profusely, getting bit by mosquitoes? No. Do you Mm -hmm. post the picture when you get to the mountaintop and it's this gorgeous scenery that could only be answered by this amazing creator who made it all? 
yes. Yeah. We post that picture, right? <laughs> That's the one. Right? That's the one that yeah. we go, oh, went hiking today. Such a nice day. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag gorgeous. Hashtag nature girl. You know, but we don't, <laughs> yeah, nature girl. But we don't post the sweaty picture that it took to get up there. You're so right. We don't post the valley that we were stuck in before we made mm-hmm. the choice to make that first step. And that is so picturesque of life. We can be stuck in a valley with a chain tying us down to that valley. Yeah. And until we make the decision to break that chain, whatever it might be, a generational curse, whatever it might be, you know, a um, trying to overcome abuse, whatever it is, that first step in faith, mm-hmm. that grit, that hard moment. People only see the mountaintop where we survived. Yeah. They don't trust the process. And I think that's my biggest thing is trust that process. Mm-hmm. Choosing joy means trusting, trusting the process. Absolutely. Knowing that, that that's going to come from pain. Yeah. Speaking life into to a situation. Well. Comes from a painful situation. Bingo. Yeah. A situation where there might be death written all over it. Mm. Death to a friendship. Mm-hmm. Death to a relationship. Death to, um, you know, circumstance, anything. Mm -hmm. Sure. Speaking life into that and going, you know what? My God is bigger than this. Mm -hmm. I'm bigger than this. Mm -hmm. I am loved more than I am more than my abuse story. Yeah. I am more than my broken up relationship with that guy. Mm -hmm. I am more than my emotions right now. Bingo. I'm more than that. That's not who I am. It's just a moment, a brief moment. And then when you get to that mountain, top, that means you kept marching. That means you chose Mm. to keep going. No matter what circumstance was thrown at you, no matter what mosquito bit you, let's compare mosquitoes to gossipy people who hate you. Mm -hmm. Because they're there. Are you going to scratch that itch? They're there. They're there. We're going to, you know, move on from it. Mm -hmm. And I think that recognizing that wherever we're at on that mountaintop, don't remain stagnant. If you're on, if you're in a journey and you're walking through a trench or a valley or you're in the middle of the mountain, don't stop. Yeah. Stagnant water produces filth. Mm-hmm. Stagnant Christianity produces filth. We have got to be bold and say, I'm not going to keep marching for myself. I'm going to keep marching for you, Lord. Yes. Because he marched every single step up that mountain when he died for us on Calvary. Mm. He chose that. Yeah. And we have to recognize that and remember Mm -hmm. that. That's why we live. That's why we go to the mountaintops. And what's funny, though, is I'm picturing in my head this mountain after, you know, you take the picture, you post it, you got the filter on it. But as soon as you're done with that mountaintop, you're going back on that journey to get back down. And it's back down into another valley. Usually you're either coming up to a mountaintop experience down to the valley. You know, you're always going. But isn't it so true? That's how life is. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly when you feel like, okay, Lord, we we did it through that. It's like, yes. Okay. It's like, okay, now try this. Mm -hmm. You know, we walked through, I told you the toughest three months of our marriage. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Three months ago. Yeah. Literally the toughest. My uh, two-year-old, almost two-year-old, fell and got stitches, which was fine. I've, it's it's just stitches. And then my sweet baby got life-flighted down to Little Rock. Mm. And um, we spent six days at Children's Hospital where he was there um, 
fighting through just RSV, which is a very simple thing that babies get, but sometimes it can get scary. Yeah. And this was one of those times. Mm-hmm. And riding in that helicopter with my child. Screaming. Screaming. Because he wanted mama and mama was strapped into the seat. Yeah. That was a very surreal, scary moment for me. And that's not on Instagram. That's not the fun. No. You know, that's not the... I don't know. You know, I posted it saying, you know, that I can't even believe I'm saying this. This is where I'm at. Right. And that you just get sideswiped into trenches sometimes. Mm-hmm. You can't even prepare for them. No. And then sweet baby fell again. Bless it. And had to get more stitches as soon as Same got baby. Home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. At the, the two-year-old. Yeah. You know, and so we have walked this journey that is life, but I've, I told you this, Mark and I's relationship in the past three months has leveled up yeah. <laughs> to a ninja marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, Black belt. <laughs> where, really, truly, where yeah. we're, and we're still babies in the grand scheme of right. things. But I mean, seriously. 11 years. When you get time under your belt, mm-hmm. I, I, I told people, you know, time, forgiveness, and love, that's what has kept us going. Yeah. You know, when you get that time, that forgiveness and that love, you can be step for step, even in the valley moments. Mm-hmm. And you walk through the, those valleys together mm-hmm. and there's safety in that. And God faithfully is there with you. Mm-hmm. He's there with you when you're sweating, mm-hmm. asking yourself, is this ever going to end? Yeah. Am I ever going to get through this? And then he's there with you on that mountaintop mm-hmm. when you snap that pretty picture and you put the filter on it. He's there. And so I think once you get to that mountaintop, recognizing you've got to give God that glory. That's right. Not take your own credit for that. You know, you made the choice to take the first step of obedience, but it was his strength that got you there. She's, she's just been talking about her sweet kiddos and her sweet husband, but there's also, you know, the heart of a sweet daughter of the King, you know, that I'm looking at right now as we're talking to y'all. It's just, you know her heart, her emotions going through all this. It's just incredible to know that, you know, God is using her with her family, but he's using her to strengthen her heart mm-hmm. and her relationship with him to know that, yes, she has her sweet husband and her sweet seven kiddos and the doggies, but you know, the Lord is with her, Amen. with her heart, her soul to help her to choose joy. Mm-hmm. And to keep marching and to speak that life that I'm learning so much as a 20 year old <laughs> girl, you know, we're 10 years apart. Girl, we, oh, we, we're sisters. Oh, <laughs> but, you know, that we have this sisterhood that I can see her in this season ahead of me and just know, OK, I can do this and prepare now. I can prepare my heart and yes. at 20, you know, yes. learn from her life yes. and know that this can be done and it can be and I done. That's my beautifully. biggest passion is to let girls know you truly can glorify God right where you're at. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're 14. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're, you know, you know, 14 and awkward trying to figure out life. Me. <laughs> Honestly, I remember that you know, like it was yesterday. It doesn't matter if you're a senior in high school about to embark on a brand new season. Right. It doesn't matter if you're a sophomore in college. New mama. If you're, yeah, if you're single. Yeah. And you're past college and you're past mm-hmm. all the milestones where in theory, you know, I've always heard that, you know, ring before spring, whatever. And it's like there are seasons where there are women who weren't meant to be engaged in their college years. Mm-hmm. They're meant to get through their college years. Yeah. And they're meant to get through, get some life under their belt. My yeah. season looks different than theirs, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm grateful for it. Yeah. I'm so glad that we're all different. And like, it's okay that you didn't go to college. Yeah. It's okay that I am. 
Neither are better or worse than the other. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just so thankful for this queen in my life. (laughs) I just had to share her with you because there is so much truth just being poured out of her heart, out of her sparkly eyes, out of her big old smile, and just her warm hugs, y'all. She's like Olaf. She gives the best warm hugs. (laughs) I literally love her so much. And she's just funny. (laughs) Super funny. And so I'm so thankful for Sierra and our time together. And so just tell us your your three words. Choose, what is it? Choose joy. Choose joy. Speak life. Speak life, y'all. And keep marching. And I want to share with you, I want to leave you with one thing. Yeah. Because I think that um, we as girls never realize what a man looks at when he sees a broken individual. And I I want to describe this to you because I asked my husband to guest blog on my blog one time and this was probably five years ago yeah. so it it we've had a lot of life since then sure sure yeah. but the words i still read those for mm. that speaking life speaking life speaking yeah. life but he wrote on this uh i'll start with the words that came to mind when i met sierra and how i described her to my close friends i once heard a beautiful explanation that stuck with me but never foresaw how it would parallel the beginnings of my forever journey with Sierra. The greatest, the great artist Michelangelo once used the words below to describe the way he approaches some of his art pieces. In every block of marble, I see a statue, as plain as though it stood before me, shaped and perfect in attitude and action. I have only to hew away the rough walls that imprison the lovely apparition to reveal it to the other's eyes, as my eyes see it. I saw the angel in the marble and carved until I set her free. I love the above description for I believe it's how our maker views us. We all seem to be our own worst critics, seeing our flaws, failures, disappointments. I think in trying to free or find ourselves, sometimes we're actually the ones who build and surround ourselves with a tough outer shell. Then I picture the lover of our souls pulling up a chair with his carpentry tools as he begins to laugh, cry, sing with every ding that resonates from the swing of his firm yet gentle hammering. Each swing reveals a different fiber or area of our being until the cracks begin to slowly reveal a new piece of the puzzle to the masterpiece he intended for us to be. My introduction to Sierra. A bluish-gray boy clothed in black is journeying across the fallen landscape known as planet Earth. P.S. He's kind of a science nerd. He sees a bright glow across the horizon. He moves towards the brilliant colors exploding from a distance. As he inches closer, he sees the Holy Spirit commanding an angel, angel of light to swing his fiery sword, striking a block of ice and setting off a prism effect, showering the boy. As the maraud of colorful lights wash over the child, he notices an, an illumination from within the ice. He knew that amidst the cold atmosphere surrounding him, the icy walls, and the translucent imagery that a light more beautiful than any earthly comparison was speaking to him from inside the icy block. As the boy drew nearer, he began to see an image of a beautiful soul being born. The angel kept watch over the scene unfolding in which time was frozen. The boy knew he was witnessing a moment of transfiguration and was standing before a beautiful daughter of God. The Holy Spirit impressed upon the boy that he was to use his voice to help the girl's heart burn for the Lord. He saw that as he began to pray for the girl, the remaining ice crystals began to fall away, exposing a heart set on fire. He realized the blaze in her heart was a holy fire, brilliant, radiant fire. And much like the dazzling color lights which emanate from diamonds, this daughter of God came forth from a dark moment in the earth. After being under much pressure and heat, she too erupted from the depths to shine brilliantly. This daughter of God is my beautiful wife, <laughs> Sierra Jolene Dominguez. 
Thank you, Sierra. I love you, girl. Love you, Georgia. Follow this queen on Instagram at Sierra Joe Dominguez. Yes. Um, and y'all just keep a watch out. And I'm praying for y'all. We're, we love you. And we're so thankful. Um, choose joy, speak life, and keep marching. <laughs>